Let us pray. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 Heavenly Father, thank you for new beginnings. Because of your grace, I was able to say goodbye to my old self. I've been crucified, buried, and raised to newness of life in you. You have made me a new creation and given me a new identity as your child. I'm now a perfect fit with your spirit, and I have the privilege of waking up every day and getting dressed spiritually. I put on love, and I put on Christ, and these fit me well, because I am like you at the very core of my being. Help me to grow in your grace and in the knowledge of all you've given me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for praying with me today. Now discover the profound intricacies of the heartbeat of faith with Dr. Andrew Farley. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is our trustworthy God and Savior in this chaotic and unpredictable world. Yes, this new year will have different experiences and struggles, but we worship God who has prevailed through every season. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Hi, I'm Dr. Andrew Farley, and welcome to another episode of the Heartbeat of Faith podcast. The new year is approaching. It's prevalent to hear the phrase, new year, new you. Millions of people are making those resolutions, hoping to be better people than they were last year. But we believers can approach the whole new year, new you thing very differently. Why? Because we're already new. We are new creations with a new heart, a new self, and a whole new way to live. Take a moment to consider Paul's words to the Ephesians. But you didn't learn Christ that way. If indeed you heard him and were taught in him, even as truth is in Jesus, that you put away as concerning your former way of life the old man that grows corrupt after the lusts of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and put on the new man, who in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of truth. Ephesians 4, 20-24 What is the new self Paul is talking about? He's saying the Ephesians were taught that salvation involves taking off the old self and becoming someone entirely new at the core. That's what happened to you at salvation. The new self replaces the old version of us that didn't have God's spirit and didn't agree with him. This happens to us spiritually as we are crucified with Christ, buried with Christ, and raised to newness of life. 
It's a surgery that happened at the centermost part of our being when we were saved. So, we don't have to wait until we feel like the new us before taking action. We can count ourselves dead to sin and alive to God right now. We are new right now. Because of our new hearts and our new nature, God's grace can lead us in ways we would never have dreamed of. Paul's life was an example of this. Consider who he was before and after Jesus met him. His every breath was filled with hatred and murder, filled with zealous rage towards the church. Saul stood under the torchlight in the courthouse. He watched as the temple judge put pen to parchment. The words gave him complete authority to drag any man, woman, or child into the city streets and end them. The letters were his license to kill. Saul took the letters and shoved them into his bag. He slung it over his shoulder and left the temple in a fury. He mounted his horse and rode in the night towards Damascus. There he would round up every last Christian like cattle. He would put an end to the life of Jesus once and for all. So Paul spoke to them about the Spirit of God, baptism, and the mission of Christ. So the Holy Spirit came upon all twelve of the people there in Ephesus. They began speaking in tongues and doing mighty works in the name of Jesus. Paul grew close to the Ephesians, and together they built a community of believers. Paul and the Ephesian believers were in the middle of the city healing the sick. They would tend to wounds, pray, and watch the Lord do mighty works of compassion. The days were long and filled with purpose. For two years Paul endeavored in the city, so long that the Ephesians became Paul's adopted family. The same was true with Peter, who went from denying Jesus to proclaiming him in front of thousands of people. Outside the courts of the high priest, there was a fire with people warming themselves beside it. Peter sat down among them, warming himself and seeing if he could spot Jesus from a distance. A small servant girl also sat by the fire. She eyed him closely. You were with Jesus, weren't you? Peter shrugged it off, saying, Of course not. I don't know him. A little later, someone else saw him and said, You are one of his disciples. But Peter said, I am no such thing. Moments passed, and Peter, feeling exposed, heard another person say, Certainly, this man also was with him, for he too is Galilean. But Peter said, I do not know what you are talking about. Peter cursed out of fear and frustration, and immediately, while he was still mumbling curses under his breath, the rooster crowed. From a distance, Jesus turned his head. His face, red and stained with blood, he locked eyes with Peter and looked straight into his soul. In that moment, Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times went out and wept bitterly in shame. Peter looked at the sea of faces below. He was welled up with love. The love of Jesus overcame him. He was born to be here. People of Israel, hear my words, Peter shouted. Jesus of Nazareth did mighty works among you. 
You saw them with your own eyes. He was delivered into the hands of the priests and killed. You crucified him. However, God used him to defeat the sting of death, for Jesus could not be held by the grave. The crowd became silent as they listened to the Holy Spirit speak through Peter. The once angry and foolish fisherman was now preaching in front of thousands of people. We're continually facing new struggles and challenges, and it can be hard to adapt as seasons shift. However, we have a God who has prevailed through the ages. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes, the new year will have different experiences and struggles, but we worship God who has prevailed through every season. The old you was like Adam after he fell in the garden, dead spiritually and covered in shame, not knowing how to walk with God. The new self you are now is like Jesus. You've been recreated according to the image of Christ and now intrinsically righteous by nature. You now want what God wants. This new self stands in contrast to the old self inherited from Adam. You no longer have a wicked heart. You've got an obedient heart. You no longer disagree with God. You agree with Him. You are united with Christ, compatible with Him. You get to be yourself and express Jesus at the same time. You're not an obstacle to God. You're His instrument. By stepping out of Adam and becoming a new person at the core, you can now experience the unconditional love and limitless grace that God has for you. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Thank you for listening to the Heartbeat of Faith podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review and let us know how this series has impacted your life. Remember to download the Pray.com app. And for more encouragement in God's grace, visit andrewfarley.org. That's andrewfarley.org.